When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. Today we're going to discuss the megachurch conspiracy, which if you haven't heard, it's because this is groundbreaking Conspiracy Beer Me first on the scene with this conspiracy. Oh, all right. So uh, stick around. Uh, This is going to be a good one. Um, Before we get there, um, we have recently tried to increase our social media presence with Mm -hmm. the, uh, the very explicit goal of driving more people to our podcast so if you're joining us after seeing us on instagram or tiktok welcome thanks for joining yeah you you should definitely follow us on tiktok and instagram because we're going to be doing some prize drawings soon Mm -hmm. where you win a t-shirt or some some merch merch. yeah and we'll be pulling that directly from our social media followers and we don't want just social media followers no social media is an avenue right it wants your souls (laughs) I just had the worst thought I'm going to say it out loud. But, but it's basically the thing that allows us to get you listening to the pod. Right. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do want your souls. Yeah, like a mega church, uh, we want you to like, subscribe. We want you to follow us on social media, but we really want you to listen to the pod. Yes. Not just this pod. Yes. This is free. Point being, listen to this episode, mm-hmm. but also especially listen to the Patreon episode. Yes. You learn about serial killers, how to do it. It's a lot of good information on there. And, <laughs> and, and especially because uh, we've, we've insinuated this and we're going to keep insinuating it until we actually make a plan. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, these levels are going to change and some of you yes. folks are going to be, I can't be a, I can't be a founder anymore. And we're like, no, we no. gave you a chance. So get no. in now, get in early. Yeah. Get in now. Things will be changing at the, uh, the new year. Yeah. Uh, we obviously have a huge catalog of back, uh, Pods with uh, our old co-host Sam Mazzani. Those are going to be taken down at the new year. We're going to have a plan for those, but it real, real. Will, I can't even speak. We've we've already recorded one episode. Uh, it will require uh, a little bit more work on your part to get those episodes. So you know, get in now while you can, while you can still get those episodes. And uh, yeah, join us. And uh, on we're Patreon. we're six days into Advent. Oh, is that a thing? And uh, so that's just a reminder that it's Christmas time. And if you're, what's the gift? What do I do? I don't know what to get my my family. Well, get them some uh, conspiracy beer me merchandise. Yeah, a koozie. When they say, "What the hell's this?" And you're <laughs> like, "This is yeah. This is how I waste my life away with these That's guys." Right. And it probably won't even fit in your advent calendar. Most of the time, they hold a tiny piece of chocolate, so they will know that it's ripped. And we could do in uh, there. conspiracy beer me stockings. Oh yeah. I really, uh, those of you that have never seen me won't appreciate this, but I was in the mall. I don't, I don't go to the mall very often, but um, I've had to go several times recently from one of my kids. I'm like with a, with a, with a, if I grew my beard out, yeah. there's a great, being a mall Santa is shitty. Yeah. But especially it's great pay. Times. Great pay. Is it good pay? Uh, I think it's really good. If you have a real beard, if you're not <laughs> yeah. like a, like a, if you're, yeah, yeah. if you look like me, like when I put a beard on, I, I get, I get 10 years on a big, right. what if beard. you have a real beard, but you wear a fake beard on top of it? Do you get double pay? What if you get a real beard, but you dye it? Oh, right. Like rainbow. 
Oh, like there a you go. Santa that's for that's pretty good. Inclusive Santa. That, I think people would buy that. I think it would go over pretty well. No one really knows Santa's politics on uh, that. I'd be curious. I bet he's a Trump guy. You think he has a real Trump feel to him? I don't know. He gives stuff to people. Uh, does, does he, you don't think he's getting kickbacks from the toys people? Oh, know. you know what? Yeah, we all have the best toys well, in the world at the same time. Fucking yeah. polluting the environment <laughs> out there, just it's denying like this, yeah. climate change. Sorry, that that thing. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what deer run on? Yeah, uh, coal. Uh, yeah. He seems like a real clean coal guy. <laughs> he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. he's fine. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Point being, that's the intro spiel. We yeah. love you guys. Join Thanks us. for listening. Join us more. We're fun. Um, uh, I'm excited today because uh, as often as uh, the process, I hear a story. I'm like, that's interesting. Could be a good conspiracy theory story. Let me dig into it. Mm -hmm. And then it just like, wow. Like this, like, like, and then as I got in more deeper and deeper in the story, I'm like, there's no, there's nobody's talking about this. And I feel like it should be. And a couple times in our, in our history, I feel like we have broke conspiracies yeah. yeah uh what was the shopping company that uh was selling kids oh wayfair yeah we were the first we were the wayfair, first we yeah. broke the wayfair story yeah. wide open yeah mm-hmm. and then everybody took credit for it that's why we're on tiktok yeah. trying to regain some of our our, our cred. and i've been a dad to a wonderful uh hutch ever since <laughs> that's great well um the, so the the story that got me into it, which we will talk about, is the Joel Osteen. Oh yeah, good mega dude, church, <laughs> great dude, solid dude. Mm-hmm. Definitely doesn't look creepy at all. Nope. You know he's a mega church uh, pastor in Houston, Texas, and a big story that came out recently about him. So I started looking into mega churches, and I, I guess like just in the plethora of news stories that transpired in the past couple years, I just sort of forgot that during the pandemic mega churches got as powerful as they've ever been. They've oh, yeah. always They're been like powerful. They're like billionaires. They're like Bezos they, 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 or they, Musk. They, they took a jump yeah. in power and money. And, and it, I guess it sort of makes sense is that churches, mega churches, especially they play upon people's fear mm-hmm. of apocalyptic end of times type stuff. Yeah. A pandemic comes in and the typical mega church response was to provide some sense of safety and um, to provide order in a time of chaos mm-hmm. to the billions of people in the world sure. who were like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, they're an Amazon of faith, whereas uh, I'm not a faithful person, so I order things on Amazon to fill that <laughs> hole in me, Right. whereas I mean, they go to church. They go to church. And the... And, and those got rich, and they got rich. And they, right, they did. They mega churches got filthy rich during COVID, and and then and then they did some really odd things. I mean, like you probably saw, in some ways, probably the greatest clip to come out of the pandemic is that super creepy pastor oh, who's yeah. like, "I blow." Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, he's just blowing. He's just blowing the winds yeah, of COVID. It's like you're not supposed to blow with COVID. It's, it, it's, the be- it's the best clip, too, because like he is preaching, and he's clearly called like a council of other, either his, his assistant ministers, but yeah. they're all on the stage with him. I think his name's Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. And he looks like the devil. If he you looks, haven't looked at him, just he, Google him. He's clearly got an inch of makeup on. Like yeah. He uses concealer. Red flag for me. Yeah, he looks like a, he looks like a vampire from Skyrim. 
if you're playing the anniversary edition of Skyrim, like everybody he, is. Yeah, yeah. And he, mm. in case you don't know Kenneth Copeland, he also is the pastor that like had a campaign to buy himself like a sixty-seven million dollar jet. Oh yeah, yeah. And but it, like the, the if you ever watch him talking to his audience, he's like, "We need this jet because Satan is trying to keep us from people." Yeah. with air traffic control we try to let and you're just like this is like, you just want a fucking jet you just want dude. a jet and you're selling it buddy good for you so he uh but that, that he's clearly got these ministers up on the stage with him who are like whatever he says because he's like like covid 19 and they're like covid 19 oh, yeah. i blow and they're like i blow and he's like yeah. and they're all like looking at each other like we fucking supposed to yeah, blow yeah. this? Like, we blown too. This is the dumbest. Shit. And I've mentioned this before on the pod, but this is the Billy Bush. They're, they're the Billy Bush of the Trump tape. This is them yeah. going like, I guess this is okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if he gets taken down, they'd be like, listen, I just was going with the flow. I, yeah, I, didn't, he, I, I was going right. with the blow uh, that's the, on this. That's the danger of a church calling the response. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the devil got to me. The devil got to me. And put it in my ass. Like, <laughs> like, oh shit! Whoops! <laughs> Whoops! And put it in my ass. Oh, I guess it's. I a, guess I kind of locked it. I guess it's a Pentecostal church. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, not the only church to do some crazy stuff. Uh, uh, you may not have heard about this, but uh, there's a because um, it's a Nigerian church called the Synagogue Church of All Nations, run by T. B. Joshua. Mm-hmm. He had a massive, massive YouTube following. But YouTube shut him down. Oh, he, really? His his following grew millions during COVID because he. I, I don't know if he started during COVID, but like they shut him down during COVID because it, it it gotten so big. But he he was uh, he was uh, performing these rituals where he slapped the gay out of people. Oh, I've seen those. Those are fun to watch. They're, they're, I mean, again, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. If you're gay, I love you. Yeah. Do your thing. I yeah. do I literally do not care. I, um, fear not a slap. It will not yes. get rid of it. But people going up and getting the gay slapped out of them is like objectively a f- like it's a funny It's a fun watch. It's a good three stooges type of It's a stu- it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. Fail army. Yeah. I don't even know if the people that go up there are actually gay. No, some of them probably like just to get slapped. I mean I mean I mean look. If I went to one of those things, like a friend was like, just come. Mm-hmm. And the guy like, was I like, like, if you're if I'm gay, slapped. come up here and I'll slap. I would go up just to get slapped. Just because yeah. it'd just be like, ah, oh, this would be fun. I'd yeah. But he he wails on someone. He fucking slaps some of those people yeah. hard. Yeah. And that got taken down by YouTube for obvious reasons because yeah. it's incredibly offensive and we just made light of it. But that's fine. Yeah, that's what we do here. We're making fun of the, the idea of slapping the gay out of people is what I think right. I, what I yes. find funny right. about yes. it. Not the fact that gay people are... Right, because no, we all know it takes years of counseling. And <laughs> Okay. Uh, kidding. Kidding. Um, well, uh, here's another one. A South African immigrant to the United States known uh, as Rodney Howard Brown. Known as, I mean, that's his name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, known as. Alias Rodney Howard Brown. Uh, uh, he is uh, He is a conspiracy theory peddler like okay like and, and I, I bring him out because he's the largest of them but many of these mega churches became uh fonts of conspiracy theories i mean found they were just they, like every conspiracy theory that we were talking about in in, in 2020 mega churches were preaching this from the pulpit things okay. like global climate change things like 
the 5G network, mm-hmm. like uh, this guy, Rodney uh, Howard Brown, that, that the world uh, leaders were uh, worshiping Lucifer and drinking the blood of human sacrifices, which okay. is something that we talked about. Yeah. Like, like that they're that there's a pedophile ring that operates out of a pizza shop in Washington, oh, D.C. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so many of these megachurches got sort of, became sort of the mouthpiece for what were largely these crazy right-leaning conspiracies. Okay. Um, and I think most problematically is that megachurches openly and unabashedly campaigned for Donald Trump in 2020. Like, not, I mean, churches have always had a weird kind of relationship with politics. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, weird because they're tax-exempt organizations, so certain amounts of political activity will jeopardize their tax exemption. Right, yeah, yeah. But that hasn't stopped churches from endorsing candidates on both sides of the aisle, I think that it's when it comes from the pulpit is when people start to say like, like if you're not voting for George W. Bush, you're not you're not a member of this right, church. Yeah, yeah. You're a false. You know, when it becomes that explicit is when I think people get both people in the congregation, but also like people that are concerned about your tax exempt status. Right. But, but but with Trump, it was it was like God's called me right to yeah, preach yeah. this. Yeah. This isn't political. This is spiritual. Yeah, and no people are really calling them on that because the people that are typically in that congregation are more they're more true believers in that word. So, like, I think that if someone was in a more uh, left leaning church that started saying things like that, I think the congregation probably call them out sooner. Do you not think, in terms of like how? Uh, you know, and I don't. I, and maybe I'm wrong in this uh, this idea. But. Here, no, I think you're. I think you're right. But with a caveat, which okay. is this. I think that in a left-leaning church, I think if, if, if in a left-leaning church someone specifically endorsed a candidate by name, right, people would say that's inappropriate from the pulpit. Yes. However, I think that people that attend left-leaning churches, their congregation and their uh, ministerial staff— and by the way, I'm not just making this up. This is like a statistical fact. Right. They're higher educated. Right. So they don't need to name a candidate by name. Mm. They just need to say certain things. Right. 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 Like, Guy with a brown hair. Like, whatever you do, like everyone, we want all of you to go out and vote. And it's your decision as a fill in the blank congregation. Know right. that we want we want all people to feel the love of God. Yeah. And and the audience hears that those buzzwords and they're like, ah, they're saying vote for candidates that are LGBTQ friendly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's also wearing yeah. a rainbow stole. And yeah. Yeah. She's got a rainbow gay. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like they don't need you to mention it by right. name. Yeah. Yeah. But they're more crafty with their policy. So I'm not. And again, I'm not. I'm not endorsing that that what they do. Also, they're talking to a couple hundred people. Versus a congregation of like tens of thousands plus a television audience of millions. Are there liberal megachurches? Not, not that I. That's a good question. If you're, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. If you're a pastor of a megachurch and you're listening and you're liberal, let us know. There's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> pastor in Raleigh that got a little bit famous before COVID. He, 
started writing these letters to evangelicals and they're real critical of their endorsement of Trump. Um, But I think his church is pretty big. I don't think he's got a televangelist. To me, a mega church is 10,000 people on Sundays plus plus a television audience. Yeah. Because I don't care how good you are, like you probably don't get a congregation of 10,000 without a television audience. And if you have a congregation of 10,000 without a television audience, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. For sure. Yeah. Because if you can preach to 10,000 and get them to come back each week, then you can probably teach, preach to 10 million. Yeah, probably so. And Jesus just needed a TV camera. I mean, and and a fish. Yeah. Loaf. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be the greatest prank ever. To like to be like, all right, anybody got anything to eat? And then like a couple guys bring up a few fish and some bread, and next thing you know, like salmon cakes are coming out <laughs> yeah, to yeah, everyone, yeah. and you're like, yeah, yeah. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I mean live on TV. <laughs> um even people watching, there's oh, like yeah. a doorbell rings and like <laughs> Yeah, it shows up at their door. Yeah. They do weird shit. Like there's a church in Raleigh that my friends have told me about. And uh essentially like uh, there was one of the ministry, they had a name for like the door ministry or something. But so you and Gina walk mm-hmm. in, they're like, never seen these people before. Right. So someone walks up, it's like, Hey, you look like you're a newcomer. You're like, yeah. How'd you know? You're like, man, we got 10,000 people, but we know everybody. Yeah. They're like, Oh, that's pretty impressive. And you're like, yeah. where are you guys from? You guys just moved here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So they would, they would get you to fill out a newcomer card with your address. Okay. Right. So you go to the service. Two hours. I don't know how long it takes. Yeah, too long. Probably. This place had a fucking coffee shop, like a, like a. Oh, you had to buy your own coffee in church? No, no, it's free. Oh, okay, but, I was going to say, like, like, like my legit, church gave like, free coffee, like a legit coffee <laughs> shop. Yeah. You know, the baristas. They, yeah. they had the <laughs> sounds. Like I feel like if you have um, a church band with a bass player. Oh yeah, but I'm not knocking the bass as an instrument, but I mean like a bass player. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like flea. Yeah, like one of those, like, like but like, but like Christian flea, where he's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like, he's just getting, yeah, yeah, like for the Lord, he's yeah, thumping yeah, yeah. for the Lord. Fucking, yeah. That's when I'm like, this is fucking yeah, fingering bullshit. for the Lord. Yeah, this is that's fucking bullshit, <laughs> man. Well, you can't have a fucking, yeah, no. f- fucking. No, <laughs> man, he's feeling it though. He's yeah, feeling right. it. Okay, so you fill out this newcomer card under a and then you go downtown. home. You go home and you're like, oh, that was great. I had a really good yeah. time. And you get home and there's like fresh baked bread still warm right on your porch and it's like a like shane and gina we really sure. loved having you great to meet you hope to see you again like that's the kind of fucking mega church stuff that's creepy yeah that is creepy it's like yeah, we yeah. Uh, tapped into the algorithm yeah we're tracking you yeah it, um now if 2020 was the rise mm-hmm. of the mega churches and we mm-hmm. there I, I gave you a sampling of like the weird yeah. but mega churches made so much money so much money mm-hmm. in 2020. Their numbers went up, gained more power, gained more followers, more people went back to church, all this stuff. 2021 has been the year of the mega church scandal. Oh, all right. So like it is it, you had this this high point, and maybe that's just the way everything works. Sure. Stocks go up, then they go down, right? Like uh many people uh, listening will in, uh, uh definitely be familiar with an older story, but it, it sort of just starts to resonate these days, which is the deposition of uh, David Taylor. Hmm. Have you seen these videos? No. They're insanely popular. 
David Taylor was the uh, is the apostle. David Taylor is a mega church pastor in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, who uh, African American? So I think it's problematic if I do his uh, his preaching voice. Sure, but uh, is it to use Sam? Millions, millions of followers, millions of video. Uh, been in ministry for for decades, um, but um, he got deposed in 2017, 2019 as part of a um, divorce trial. And the just just so people understand, like husband and wife divorce, husband's like she used to have millions of dollars. She gave it all to David Taylor. Oh. I want some of that money back from the church because that was our marital property. That's why he gets deposed. The deposition is hilarious if you juxtapose David Taylor on stage, which is like, in God! And then like in the deposition, they're like, uh, what's this line item here? And he's like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to ask Michelle. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't do my, I didn't do my It's like complete opposite. Complete opposite. Like, yeah, yeah. like it, and, and it's been captivating to people. And because that came out in 2021, it has led to a slew of people coming forward saying like David Taylor, like he basically ran a sweatshop. They didn't pay anybody. He guilt tripped people into working insane hours and giving up their jobs and coming to join the ministry. Regular Jeff Bezos. Good for him. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's that's Mm -hmm. funny. Um, But David Taylor also got very rich and like his congregation bought him a Bentley and hearing him in those deposition explain why he needs a Bentley. That's it, hilarious. It's if you ever get a chance, you just want to kill a couple hours, just go <laughs> watch the David Taylor All right. um depositions. Um now, um the the 2021 year kicked off with a uh I don't know if it was an arrest. No, it was a sentencing okay. of a uh another Texas or it was Louisiana Louisiana uh pastor. Um, by the name of uh, uh, Kirby John Caldwell okay. and Gregory Smith. Um, they ran essentially an investment scheme with their congregation where they convinced them to buy $3.5 million in historical Chinese bonds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the bonds uh, were reported, were issued by the former Republic of China. Yeah, so, so they're, they're worthless. They're worthless. It's like Confederate bonds. It's Confederate it's like money, nothing. except nothing. Confederate money might have some historical value. Yeah, yeah. But That's it's fun. monopoly money. It's <laughs> literally like, and so, um, uh, and they were, you know, in, in the way that these pump and dump schemes work, was, you know, they bought them for dirt cheap, mm-hmm. sold them to some people. They got about, you know, I think Caldwell got $900,000, paid off his mortgage, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and then was trying to get people to sell them until people realized, like, this is just crypto. This is like right, yeah, this yeah. is like ninety. This is stock. Stocks yeah. don't have any real money. <laughs> you know, it's like this is this is what everybody that invests in anything. You know, oh, um, buy real estate is what yeah, smart people. That's buy, what Jesus would say: buy he, real estate. Buy, buy, yeah. buy even if it means. Even if it's valueless, your 50-acre farm with a pond still has a 50-acre yep. pond with a farm, and you can grow food. Absolutely. The only way you're going to lose it is if someone takes it with a sword. Yeah. Stocks are just, you can burn them in the fireplace. Yep. It's all fake. Cash. It's all My fake. grandmother used to tell me about shopping carts of dollars back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
What was where was she at? Just in Florida. Was she at a place where you would buy dollars? She was at a place where she she lived through a time. Um, and there and just for some background, when I was in the this is just sort of the age that I lived in, I think is an amazing age because this was high school. So this is the late eighties, right, right. early nineties, right. pre paper, pre pens. Yeah. <laughs> we were writing. Yeah. This yeah. is like feather, <laughs> yeah, feather, like ink, ink wells kind of thing. But, but my history teacher said, I want you to see, go back and see if anyone in your family is still alive has memories of the depression. Oh, okay. and, and then you're going to interview them. Oh, that's so we had to interview. Yeah. So I interviewed my grandmother and I remember her telling me about her life in the depression and about seeing people with shopping carts of money that just worthless, worthless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, we live in a world where influencers just put your fucking ass on TV and you're <laughs> okay. just, you, you're making, right. yeah. it bugs me. I have such a terrible, <laughs> unsellable ass. <laughs> Um, I have no ass. Uh, yeah, it's really kind of kind of crazy. Um, so that's how this uh, this uh, this sort of house of cards of Chinese bonds got brought okay. down. As they eventually they were like, this is worthless. Which again, I think is what happens with every investment Ponzi scheme. Is yeah. at some point someone's like, I'm having a real hard time selling this thing you sold me for what you said. I could easily double my money. Right. You're like, no one's no buying one's, my no board, eight, um, board yacht club, eight um, fucking thing, NFT guy. Yeah. Clearly, I'm in the, I'm in the scene. Well, well uh, uh, the, the son of God, uh-huh. uh, which you're probably thinking Jesus, but it's actually uh, Apollo Carrion Quiboli. Okay. Quiboli. Mm-hmm. He's the head of the Kingdom of Jesus uh, Christ Church, which was founded in 1985. Six million members in six countries, headquartered uh, in Los Angeles and the Philippines. Okay. Um, It's a very controversial church, mostly because of its close and deep connection to Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte. The church that that, uh, is owned by... uh, uh, or led by Quibalo, Quibbly. I don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> Who knows? You, you um, can look him up. Uh, they, 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 uh, they actively campaign. It's almost like these mega churches in America, they campaigned for uh, Duterte. If anybody out there doesn't know that about Duterte, he's, he's a madman. He's nuts. Most of them are, right? Well, but he's the president of the Philippines. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he has power. He has power. He's a, he's a populist and a nationalist who 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 loved uh, Donald Trump. I, you know, that, and I think he predated Donald Trump in terms of his his political and nationalist type of uh, rhetoric. Um, he uh, um, he has been very open about extrajudicial killings of drug users and other criminals. So he he uh, he was a mayor before he was president. And basically, he had like a death squad that like it's something out of a Monty Python movie, except it's not funny where it's like, like, you know, you just, you know, stone him anyway. You know, right. it's just like Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. You're just like, you've been accused of, you know, bringing drugs in the country. Like, I don't do drugs. Like, yeah. Tsh. He killed like mil- you said he drugs. Yeah. You just said, tsh. you just yeah. said, yeah. I, every morning I would, when I would listen to NPR, they'd be like, oh, he killed like a billion people yeah. or some shit he, because he, of drug, drug stuff. Yes. Uh, he, uh, one of my favorite, uh, moments in his like 
illustrious career is like he was at a rally in like 2016, I think. And essentially, like he he like Trump, he, he would do these rallies and he would get the pop, the crowd worked up. But he he basically said he had a bully in law school who would bully him and say mm-hmm. things. And so at one point, the guy said something to him. And he's like, "I did what any man would do. I shot him." And people are like, "What?" Shit. And they're like, and like, yeah, like, he like literally shot this guy and bragged about it at a wow. rally, and the crowd just sort of was like, "Good for you, bullies yeah. are bad." Here here are some of his. Uh, most challenging quotes. Okay. Right. Hitler massacred three million Jews. There's three million drug addicts. There are. I'd be happy to slaughter them. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I don't know yeah. what's the most offensive part of that. I know, right? That's a that's a wow. deep one to unpack. Man. One, you've grossly underestimated how many Jews Hitler right. killed. Um you've I guess he's assuming three million drug addicts in Philip the Philippines. Yeah, and then he's like, "I'd be happy to slaughter people for be." That's that's crazy. A, um, yeah, a lot of empathy in that guy. Yeah, just because yeah. you're a journalist, you're not exempted from assassination if you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> These are fun. If you're that, a son of a bitch. This is the problem with uh, the last president. It's like, uh, these are all hilarious and fun, but like if you look at it at face value, these are terrifying. They're terrifying. Yeah. And don't forget, the whole point, the reason we're here is because the uh, the kingdom of Jesus Christ Church openly supported. He used their radio and television channels to actively campaign. Really? Wow. Um during 2020 um so um uh, this is my favorite one um i was separated from my wife i'm not impotent what am i supposed to do let this hang forever (laughs) when i take viagra it stands up now (laughs) that's the quote that's the quote (laughs) which the thing that's crazy about that to me is that Basically, what he's saying is like, I'm not impotent. Like, my wife was gone. What am I supposed to do? Let this hang forever. When I take Viagra, it stands up. And I'm like, no, you are impotent. Yeah, you are. You are yeah. impotent. You yeah. have to take. So it's not like, look, I'm I'm a virile man and I get boners every day and I, I, I got to right. do something about them. It's like, I'm actively taking a medicine to cure my impotence <laughs> right. and erectile dysfunction. What am I supposed well, to we'll stop taking the Viagra? Also, he probably missed the fact that his wife left him because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't mention that in there. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Are you leaving me because I don't please you? No, I'm leaving you because you want to kill drug yeah, addicts. Yeah, you want to kill people like Hitler did. Maybe God. we don't do that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, joke's on you, uh, Duterte. Uh, Duterte. Duterte uh, is because uh, Quibbley, um, who is the, the the leader of this church, uh, was indicted in the United States in 2021 for recruiting women and girls, typically 12 to 25, as pastorals. They always have oh, a bullshit yeah, yeah. name for this role. Isn't that what cows are? That doesn't uh, feel good. Uh, I think pastoralism is a type of art and literature oh, I'm, that okay. idealizes. I the, thought putting out a pasture. I think that, I think it's all related. It's this okay. sort of uh idealized version of but pastor also means like a pastor like a oh okay like a minister oh. like a, and so the pastorals they cooked his meals cleaned his house massaged him traveled around the world and then some 
had sex with him on what they called night duty. Regular Epstein. So, so yeah, so just uh, yeah, and uh, uh, um, the, many of them were, were were minors according to the indictment. Um, it sucks to pull night duty. Yeah. At his church. Um, I mean, yeah, it sucks to pull uh, anything for that. Workers who managed to escape from the church because they ran slave-like conditions. Now, again, remember, this is a Philippine church, a lot of Philippine immigrants, a lot of people in the country that don't speak English mm-hmm. and don't feel feel like they're entrapped into the system. They right. escaped. They, they got to the FBI, and they were told that they were worked year-round, psychologically and physically, psychologically abused. They had to make daily quotas in terms of their sales because they called people to recruit. Um, right. And th- this, th- you know, I, I don't know that people under- quite understand this, but um, whenever you get one of those scam calls for like the Microsoft support, mm-hmm. I know that people have made an industry out of like sort of prank calling these guys. And right. Them Is it? I, there's one of my favorite YouTubers. Is uh, He like... Gets them back and like shuts them right. back. Right, and I and I and and, and I I do enjoy those videos. Yeah, but this is the sort of stuff that these people were made to do. Right, publicly they said it was to raise money for needy children in the Philippines. Right. In reality, the FBI has alleged in their indictment that it all went to support his lavish lifestyle, in the United States, mm-hmm. and this horrifically sick part of his life where he sort of groomed young women mm-hmm. to sort of be his pastoral staff and uh, do night duty. It's holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer? Come on. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is a leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide, me included, that's right. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. (laughs) Get 20% off. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code CBM20. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker Ear, Nose, Hair Trimmer. It's pretty good. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Give the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Now, these are our picks for Manscaped Surefire Wind Stocking Stuffers. Number one, Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner just launched. I used it. It's great. I'm bald, but my hair grows just a little bit day by day. And you know what? I'm one of those guys that still uses shampoo, and you can too. So do it. Number two, the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. Number three, Shears 2.0 Luxury Four-Piece Nail Kit. Because you want to scratch your lady's back when she's feeling your balls. And uh, it's better if they're not crazy. Number four, Crop Mops Ball Wipes for your stanky balls, you sick men. Number five, Manscaped Signature Cologne. And... This is great. These uh, You heard me say it earlier, but uh, my wife's kind of vegan, and she'll be happy that these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know these are legit products. Make sure you hurry to their site and ensure these wild gifts show up this holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code CBM20. Whether this is your partner, dad, brother, or friend, get them something that they will actually use 
and I'm sure it's going to get a laugh. All right, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code CBM20. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. And that all broke in 2000. Right. Now, the most recent news, Mm. which uh, people have uh, been all up in arms about recently, is Joel Osteen, who we originally talked, we mentioned. Joel Osteen is, uh, he's probably the most well-known of the mega church guys. Yeah. I don't. I won't say he looks normal because he also looks pretty creepy. Yeah, he's definitely uh, an asshole. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah, and and so Joel Osteen, um, lots of controversy. He he has a very much of a prosperity gospel kind of guy. Which, if you're not religious, it essentially means that uh, he preaches that God rewards it, his believers with wealth and prosperity. Oh, the secret. And and. Uh, and in turn, if you want to to gain this wealth and prosperity, you got to first start by showing your faith by giving money to me, which uh, has made him fantastically wealthy. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if uh, solipsism is real, he's he's nailing it. He's creating the world around him, and it's working out for him. It's not a bad gimmick. <laughs> it works. I could good. start a mega church tomorrow. I know. Well, if that's the case. Let's get those followers to join our pod. Yeah, I would rather have a successful podcast. Yeah, yeah. Than a. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, maybe I do have a problem with anyone that wields that much power, but I definitely have a problem because, um, as we talked about, like all of these mega church, the driving force behind all of this is give, 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 mm-hmm. give, give, and when you pull back, it all seems like. It's going to support and sustain a lifestyle that just doesn't seem. It, it, I just don't think you can genuinely care about helping poor people, right? When you live in a fucking fourteen million dollar mansion, right? And exactly. You know, doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, and 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 Joel Austin is the epitome of that. So for example. Again, we have a lot of international listeners. Houston, Texas, big city, got hit horrifically by a hurricane, several hurricanes in the mm-hmm. last few years. And typically, in times of uh, of national emergency and crisis, churches will sort of open their doors to refugees. Yeah. Like, if you've been displaced, churches here, people from the church come out. And this is where like churches get a bad name, because oftentimes churches are really, really charitable in times of like right. Joel Austin was like I don't want those fucking people yeah you're not coming to my church we just changed the carpet yeah he, he literally fucking, he literally yeah. was like they're, they're gonna mess the floor up yeah yeah did, like like what yeah so what? that's the stuff that's like just gotten him like I ah, fuck this guy yeah exactly it, it makes no sense it's uh it definitely is not the and it, it and maybe what's weird so like all these people that run these mega churches keep saying well you're gonna mess up my floor you're gonna do this you're gonna do that do we just have a wrong understanding of what the Bible is? <laughs> like, are we the ones that are wrong? Yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a renovation manual for right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, may, maybe he's right. Not let thy unclean soileth thy. Yeah, maybe Jesus didn't want hardwoods. Didn't want the uh, poor, dirty people uh, oh, fly, fleeing from a flood into his church. Who knows? Maybe the Bible says that. I've never read it. Who knows? Well, if you don't like Joel Osteen, which I don't, I do not. Um, Rest assured that the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice has recently opened an investigation of Joel Austin. Oh, good. Prompted by a bizarre set of events where a, uh, a, a radio show asked people 
to call in if they've ever found something of value unexpectedly. Really? That's how this happened? That's how it started. Oh, right? wow. That's great. Okay, this uh, is exciting. Yeah. Have you ever, what's what's the most valuable thing that you've ever found in terms of like, well, that's worth a lot of money. The most I've ever found that's been exciting is $100 when I was a kid. That was that's it. the most valuable thing you've ever found? That's the most valuable. I mean, unless we're talking about Skyrim, I found some really cool stuff. I got some cool armor. Okay. I, 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 I found a few valuable things. Um, well, my kids found a really rare uh, megalodon, but it's not even a megalodon. It's a different, even more rare. You tell me I found $100 and your kids found a fucking dinosaur? Yeah, they found a dinosaur. Jesus too. Christ. When I was a kid, I lived in St. Petersburg, Florida. And me and a, we, I lived right near the water, the bay. And me and we would go out and we'd, we'd take this little raft out to this island that was only uh, visible during low tide. Mm -hmm. And there were fiddler crabs and we would catch them and we would use them to catch fish, sure. bait. And we found a wallet on there worth with like 500 cash in it. Oh, wow. Which in 1978... That was like ten thousand dollars now. That's like yeah, that's like a lot <laughs> that's of money. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's like a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, my mom tracked the guy down and got his money back to him. Good um, good woman. Uh, good woman. But I think that's, that's but so anyway, people are calling in saying stuff they found. And this guy calls in, uh, coincidentally named Justin. And they're like, What did you find? It's like, man, I was over at uh, Joel Austin's church and they had a fucking fucked up toy. Uh, he didn't curse. I'm sure, sure. Doing it because he's a biblical man. And he's like, and uh, I had to take the toilet off the wall, and I was pulling the, the wall. He's got sheet rocks all flooded. I found $600,000 in envelopes and checks. Yeah, didn't you say like 50 envelopes fell out? 50 envelopes. Something maybe more? Filled with cash and checks. And so he tells this story, and the whole reason he tells it is because he told the church, and they took, and, and then he's like, my whole problem is there was a $25,000 reward and I ain't seen a goddamn dime. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, well, hold on. What, where's the prosperity gospel now? Yeah, man? exactly. Do something good and good will come to you. So he, yep. he was just pissed at basically, and here's what the church said, <laughs> which is bullshit, is they said the reward was a reward for the capture of the person who stole the but money. But not the money. Not the fucking money. Ah, uh, of course. What a fucking crock of Yeah, bullshit. that's bullshit. Also, it's probably Joel Olstein that was yeah, in there patching that yeah, shit in the wall yeah. himself. Yeah, this is such bullshit. It's like when uh, Pee Wee Herman puts that want, like, reward for a million dollars. <laughs> like, and he's yeah, like, yeah. whoever gets it, <laughs> yeah. that's something to do with it. He's like, like, it's <laughs> such bullshit. So then, yeah. you know... Well, of course. And then the FBI is like, well, that's very interesting. I wonder. Yeah. So they figured out that in 2014, a substantial amount of money went missing. And mm -hmm. they think this was the money. Somebody took the oh. money, put it in the wall with the, like, first of all, if you're stuffing checks in a wall, expecting them to be good seven years later. Yeah, you're, that's not how that works. You're, okay, yeah, right? You're you ever written yeah. somebody a check and they cash it like yeah. two years later and you're like, Hey man, what the fuck? Yeah, and you take it to the bank and they're like, "What are you, the owner of a mega church? Do you yeah. know nothing about money?" Right. I like when I write a big check, I'm like watching my bank account yeah. until it goes totally. To, I'm like, "Dude, can you cash that yeah, check? Yeah, can you please let it?" I'm trying to. I can want to. That reminds me of a of a great story involving Donald Trump, where he during Mike Tyson's heyday, mm. 
he wrote Mike Tyson like a check for like a million dollars, whatever. It was like Tyson wanted a check, and they right. were like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So he was also watching it. So finally, he called Mike Tyson's manager mm-hmm. and was like, hey, what's going on with that check, man? Yeah. And uh, um, the guy's like, we'll ask. And so they asked Tyson, and Tyson's like, man, I'll tell you where I lost it. And they're like, you weren't going to tell anybody? He was like, no. No. He was just going <laughs> to eat a million dollars. Just be like, I'm, not, I'm too embarrassed to admit that I lost yeah. a check. Crazy. So, I mean, sometimes, uh, I mean, I have, I've, I have one check, a check that I got, and I never cashed it. Uh, I was paid for a job, and I didn't feel good about the job that I did, so I never cashed it. But I'm sure they're like, mm. could you just get this off the books, please? And I was like, yeah. nope. Yeah. I just don't feel good about it. Don't forget about it. Yeah. So it's it's sat in a box in my house. There. God, what? A, thank God. Listen, I'll tell you this: if it weren't for like uh, the check cashing app where you can, oh yeah, yeah scan mobile it. deposit. I, I I hate checks. Checks are oh, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the FBI was like, "We're very interested in this." So they connected it to this 2014 theft of six hundred thousand dollars, or the numbers seem to match pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're investigating. Joel Osteen, right? Mm-hmm. Which brings me uh, to this sort of conspiracy part of the, the episode. Okay. Because if, if you're following along at this point and still with me, um, 2020, the year of the megachurch. Yeah. Massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, massive amounts of power. Openly politically campaigning. Mm-hmm. 2021, we've seen indictments. We've seen investigations. We've seen um, all sorts of crazy stuff happen in these megachurches. Which leads me to believe, and this is this is I promise you, I searched high and low for anybody else who had this theory, and I do not think it exists. This is a conspiracy beer me original. Okay. I think the Biden administration, namely the Justice Department, mm-hmm. is waging a secret war on mega churches. Well, I hope. Well, well, okay. Well, <laughs> let's unpack that because yeah. on the one hand, I say, yeah, I hope. Right. Pay those taxes. I mean, yeah, I don't like I don't like billion dollar corporations not paying taxes, whether they are am I mean, I don't like any of I don't like the tax structure right. at all. It's not a good structure. But you know, if you're like pretending it's for Jesus just to not pay taxes, that I really don't like. if yeah, you're yeah. masquerading as a religious organization yeah. to avoid playing paying taxes when you're ostensibly a political organization, that's bullshit. Yeah. Now the flip side of that is I don't like secret wars by any presidential administration, no, especially no, if it feels like political backlash. Right. Like you openly oh, you oh, openly yeah. campaigned okay. against my opponent. Right. Yeah, Therefore, right. I mean, I don't like the the very plausible notion that Merrick Garland gets called into the Biden White House mm-hmm. by Kamala Harris or Kamala, whoever, yeah, whatever. and just says, "We're not going to put this in a memo. We're not going to do. We're not going to say or write anything that can ever be uh, requested through a Freedom of Information Act. Right. We would like you to take a deep, deep look at these mega churches that mm-hmm. seem to be violating their tax exempt status, that seem to be engaging in sexual trafficking of children." Uh, that seem to be laundering money, that seem to be doing all these awful which we know they are. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
and 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 part of it might be so much is is that you know biden's faith he's a he's a catholic and he he he, he doesn't uh whether it's to his credit or not i think that he seems to try to keep his faith on the private side of his life like yeah. he he meaning he doesn't hold a press conference to walk across to a church and hold a right, bible right 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 he seems to it, but his association with the catholic church has been somewhat of an achilles heel for him mm-hmm. because of he all of a sudden gets caught up in all the sins of the Catholic Church. Right, right, right. So is he like, if they're gonna if they're gonna crucify me for being Catholic, I want you to go out there and I want you to find dirt mm. on these mega churches, and mm. I want you to sting the evangelical community until they stop supporting Donald Trump. That to me is not only plausible; it's probable. Yeah. I think okay. the fact that there are so many investigations of mega churches, we don't have. This is this to me seems like the kind of thing that I read about all the time, where a lot all this stuff happens, and then thirty years later, people come out and say, "Yeah, this was called, you know, yeah. Project Turnkey." And right. Yeah. We yeah. were told to go out and poke around until we find, and then get in the door and investigate or infiltrate these churches and find right. the dirt. I. I yeah, I hope this. I hope that I'm right because if I'm right, in ten years from now, after I've been assassinated by the CIA, <laughs> yeah. they're going to come back and be like, "He yeah. blew the lid on this." I, yeah. and again, I agree with you. I don't like megachurches. Right. I despise megachurches and Joel Osteen and mm-hmm. all that they're like in yeah. Coke. But I also don't like the idea that someone comes into power. It was my biggest. It was one of my biggest hangups with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Is that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton have time and time again, whether you agree with their politics or not, they have shown that they are personally vindictive people. Absolutely. They will absolutely, they will go, they will shut down a local fucking deli owner because they campaigned against them just to fucking prove a point that they can. Yeah, yeah. I don't like vindictive politicians. Yeah. And, And so that was my, that's been one of my big issues with the Clintons. And and the idea that like somehow we're going to reach a point where like a president gets elected in the first few years of his office, what does he do? He goes back and punishes all the people who did not support him. Well, it seems very authoritarian if you like, it's very, you know, and very polarizing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if this is in fact true, then guess what Joel Austin and all the mega church pastors get to say? This is the Biden. This is the Biden administration, Mm -hmm. right? We don't. We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's just this administration. They want. They're working for the devil. Right. Trying to trying to teach everybody that we, and and if that's why it's it, it's ineffective to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so, and as I say this, I guess the the alternative is, so do we just let these people, you know, just flaunt their taxes status? I just wish that 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 that, and I say this about certainly about the Trump administration, um, less about the Obama administration, Biden administration still to be determined is to, for the laws to be enforced somewhat dispassionately. And this is the right, law. right. Even if it means, no, you're a liberal church, right? But but there's money in your wall. You got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, if you're doing this, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave a tax on the status. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. But then again, it's like, are, are the reasons that they're going after these churches, not because they're left leaning, but because they're just doing bad shit. And it just happens to fall into a time when the administration can actually do something. Or, I mean, how many right leaning or sorry, left leaning churches are doing these bad things, the same bad things, and it may be the exact same amount. Who knows? I don't. I'm not. I'm not privy to what's going on with churches on either side, other than you know what we're talking about now. But like, is there as much bad on the left side as there is on the right side? And if that's so, will they be taken down as well? And again, I, I know that yeah. like it's yeah. very polarizing, but it's you know you just don't hear about as many churches that and it's maybe it's maybe it's the media that we see i don't know you know yeah i don't i don't know what the real story is yeah i mean it it, yeah i you know shane i don't know um i know that people on the right feel like whatever their sins are i don't mean sins in the religious sense whatever their bad acts are yeah that they're outweighed by the bad acts right on the left yeah i am very much a moderate or at least i'm tried not to be yeah duped by either side because they're both possible to 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 do awful things yeah but it's hard for me to see how like in the last few years that that the it's not even conservatives i get along with true conservatives really well right and true conservatives when I say get along with them, I can talk with true conservatives. Right, right. But the, but this 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 Joel Osteen crowd, yeah, it's like just a massive cult. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't know that that they're doing anything wrong. It's just that they're unwilling to stand up to people in power who are their leaders when they do something wrong. Right. Yeah. I don't know any liberal. That if Biden did, if, 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 if Biden came out and was like, yes, we were targeting mega churches who espouse political information, that we'd be like, oh, that's fine. We'd be like, that's right. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. That's yeah. wrong. Pay the consequence. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't, my point is I don't see Biden leading a cult-like mass of 45 million people like Trump did. You're right. And Trump. Trump would have never gone after mega churches because Trump was very clear. If you support me, I will back you and protect you. Right. If black Americans had said, if we vote for Trump and keep him in power, mm-hmm. he will he will he will give us boom boom, he will give us all these things we want. Yeah. Trump would have done it. Yeah. And black Americans would have said, look, you may not like what he says, you may be but you know what he's done? He's given us this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. Things that Democrats would never get through, and he did it. And yeah. and 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 his cult, who, from what I can tell, is sort of anti-social programs geared towards African Americans. They would have been like, you know what? Great idea, Trump. Yeah, we're the party of black people now. Yeah, suck on that. Make them look better. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and so it's just like it. it Trump is a Trump is a very quid pro quo guy. Yeah. You support me with fierce loyalty, give me never question me at all, and I will fucking have your back. Which is which is how we 
work. People work, right? So like, yeah. uh, we don't want friends that are like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. Stop doing that. Most of the time, people don't want that, right? No, you're Some right. of us do want that, but like, you know what? I've been, I mean, that's why all these businesses are like, we're not a, we're not a corporation. We're a family. Mm. Like, because mm. if you have my back, I have your back. We're not yeah. a, we're not an improv team. We're not an improv theater. We're a family. Right. Like everybody's a family. And there's a, there's very good reasons for that. And it's, it's, uh, it's all based in a very, um, antiquated way of seeing the world, unfortunately, but it works. It works. I've got your back. You've got mine. Yeah. And unfortunately, the people that are in power have. Uh, and well, and you know what? I don't even think it's people in power. I think it's um, anybody. The reason why people mm-hmm. do that is because I know there's plenty of my friends that I'm like, you know what? I could tell this person that they're being real shitty right now. Or I could just be like, you know what? I'm just going to let it slide because at yeah. some point I'm going to be in a position where they can help me. You know? And it's like, that's. I don't, it's not that I'm two-faced or it's not that I'm like a person that's like, doesn't stand up by what I believe in. It's just saying at some point I may need this person in the future to help me out. And I'm yeah, just going to, I guess, I guess the, not the, take him down. The, 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 the counterpoint I would make to that, and it does relate back to our, our topic today is that I'm a firm believer that if, if somebody is doing shitty acts, mm-hmm. being a bad person or a bad organization or a bad church right the person that brings that to their attention mm-hmm. i i i like you i right. like this thing yeah this is wrong and you should stop doing it mm-hmm. and if that means that you're not going to help me in the future so be it but i've always been like thank you if you're right yeah right, right. and i would say that a lot of people are that way but i also think that based on people's upbringings and the trauma and the other things in their life, they're not looking for speed bumps in their lives. They're looking for an easy route. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is the, this is the issue at, at, at hand. Right. And this is not a, this is not a right or a left thing. This is just people, you know, it's like, if you help me, I help you. Right. And for all we know, <laughs> the powers that be have said, I'll give you, Twelve million dollars in these dark money pools, mm-hmm. but when, when if you win and Merrick Garland's the attorney general, yeah, I want you to go after these churches, yeah, right, yeah, as as retribution and and so the quid pro quo continues rather right. than you know the challenging aspect of of standing up for what's right, and that's why like I'm struggling here because I'm like I genuinely believe that. The Biden administration on some level, whether that's to the very top or mm-hmm. whether that's from the attorney general down or whether that's just a local group within the Department of Justice who are like, you know, fuck these guys. Yeah. We're going to yeah. fucking go after these people that are yeah. just flaunting their taxes and status. Right. Because they could have gone after them during any administration. Admit, very few of the DOJ employees have really changed guard. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean, at, the, at that point, that's like file. I'm saying, they could have gone any time. Yeah. It's yeah. just that like, like the, the, the department of justice official who brings down Joel Austin, if that mm-hmm. so happens, he's basically, or she has basically stamped their political future. Right. right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, this is the person. So they're going to be the DA of New York. 
yeah eventually mayor or whatever the case may be it's like it which <laughs> it's just all of it just points to the fact that we're just shitty people when i think yeah about it. people are bad people even good people are bad people God. That's our conspiracy I know, today. We're, we're just it. a bunch of shitty people. Yeah, we're shitty people. And we're worse when we all get together. Yeah. 10,000 of us on Sundays and let someone tell us that we're yeah. shitty, but give your money to us. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be less shitty. Yeah. I think, and, and this is, uh, we've, <sighs> I've, and I know, I know you're frustrated about this because the past few episodes have ended like this. And maybe that's just because I see the bad uh, in society as a whole. But I think that like, yeah, we should keep shedding light on these things and continue to try to not be bad people. You know, don't follow giant congregations, call it like it is, and don't trade favors. Yeah. Because right. trading favors just compromises you as a person. Maybe it's just transparency that we want. Right. If and, this is what's right. going on, just be honest about it. Explain why you're doing it. Right. Yeah. This is... Well. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is so uh, it's already hack to even talk about this stuff. But like, the future in terms of business and probably society is the blockchain, and we've talked about this a little in our Patreon episodes. Mm-hmm. But the blockchain, look up why Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are a thing. It's because it's traceable. If you think a business is in power uh, for a certain reason, you can if they're completely run on the blockchain you can say why are all these transactions being made you can trace every single one of them there's no such thing and at least not that i know of yet as dark money with the blockchain because you can say oh i know that joel olstein was paid this much money by this many people and i know exactly who it can be traced to you can't hide it in a wall because i know where it is and it's like it's every right uh every single yeah transaction in the future whether it's uh business or whether it's social collateral will be paid in, on the blockchain yeah i like this idea you know the, the the analogy for me is that when i was a kid and when we were kids because we're roughly the same age that when you went to a restaurant to eat mm. you sat in the dining room and there was this impenetrable wall between you and the kitchen it just yeah. food emerged Mm-hmm. from mysterious double swinging double yeah. doors out to your table. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the 90s, 2000 and now, I would say the majority of restaurants have the open kitchen, right? Or which at least is class like, or something. You know, yeah, something where like you can see what people are doing. And and the idea was is I prefer that because I know that there's like if no one's spitting on my food. Nobody's spitting <laughs> yeah. on my food. Nobody's dropping my fucking crab cakes yeah. on the ground and picking them up and serving them to me. I can see what people are doing. And that's what I think what we're saying mm-hmm. is that like, I, I, I get the shit, the re- like there's a, there's a bit of making sausage that's dirty. Yeah. But you know what I'd rather have happen? I'd rather you fucking just give me a glass door and let me watch the sausage yep. be made. Mm-hmm. I know there's some dirty shit going into it, mm-hmm. but at least I can make sure that like you're doing it in the way that we've agreed upon that you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, there's, there's some stuff in there I don't want to know about, but I, I'd rather see it. I don't want to, that's how I feel. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think that like, hopefully in the future with things moving as they are through being able to track things digitally and, and maybe it won't, but we'll have less conspiracies right. and maybe we won't need to be a podcast because people will be like, 
Oh no, I know that the you know, whatever trillions amount of dollars we're spending on bullshit I, I defense can, spending right. is actually I can see I, I see where it's going. Bigfoot behind the glass. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I know Bigfoot's a great sous chef. Right. We don't we don't have a level nine security clearance. Right. Because we're just like, look, we're not gonna hide from you the fact that right. we've been in contact with aliens for 70, 80 years. Yeah. So And again, I got I got crypto on my mind, obviously, because I'm one of those guys now. But uh, it just yeah. seems to me that it seems like an answer in terms of keeping things transparent and trying right. to make sure that there there are people held accountable for their actions. 100% agree. Um, well, look, that's been our episode. It's been a very interesting one. Yeah. And uh, again, a groundbreaking assertion on the Conspiracy Beer Me team, mostly Justin in case for some reason the government wants to kill one <laughs> yeah. of us off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless... <laughs> I think there's a secret war against mega churches. Yeah, there probably and, is. Uh, there probably in is. In any case, um, this has been Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm still Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. Peace. Peace.